0: for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal, Sanders. I'm your good buddy, Liz. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 164, the Unwritten Rules Edition. (laughs) So, as promised, it's a Sunday evening, uh, and we came through... Uh, while we are officially on hiatus, uh, well, I guess this this encounter would would mean we are not officially on hiatus. But I I, I think we are in spirit on hiatus, but decided to come back uh, to cover my outing to yeah, the New York, and we'll Knicks basically game.
1: be on hiatus after this recording, since it's we're squeezing it in right before the end of April. That's
0: right, right before our contract goes off, and we.
1: The days are getting longer. It's seven forty-two, and it's still light outside. Is things are? Is Louisiana, um,
0: or is New Orleans? What part of the Central Time Zone are they in? Are you in? Are you in the Eastern part or the Western part?
1: Do like, do you stay? I guess it's Eastern part. Okay, because. I mean, because Texas is mostly central time zone, but if you go to El Paso, I don't know if they're in central time zone. They might be a mountain time zone down there.
0: But, like, so if you were to go out west uh, to the western part of the... It's
1: not far before you get to the eastern time zone in Tennessee. And Tennessee, like, you know, isn't that far away, really.
0: Well, because we are I'm obviously as east as you can get in the eastern time zone. Um, Even when the days are long. We have the, obviously a day is a day, but the sunlight coverage is slightly less than it is out in, I don't know, Pennsylvania, for example, where,
1: yeah, um, but I'm pretty sure I was always in during the summer months, though, y'all get longer days. Technically, the further north
0: you are. The, okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, That's because, because of the tilt of further, the earth. Yes. Tilt of the earth, right. Yeah,
1: because the way the earth is tilted. Yeah. Right. So your days are going to be longer once we get to summer. Yes. But my winter days aren't as dark as early as y'all's. Right, right. So I, I guess
0: the more north and and west you go within the eastern time zone, like for example, I it's, it's 844 here and, and it's – pitch black but it was sunny about an hour ago let's say
1: yeah so you're basically it's not sunny but it, you can see it's getting dark but it's still relatively light like it looks like it normally is it's like well like three weeks ago right. this is the way it would look like an hour earlier right you know yeah well
0: the, listen we'll cover we'll cover that on our other podcast solar yeah. <laughs> solar solar <laughs> okay. calendar today yeah. What, what
1: does it look like outside your window? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: we devolved into just, you know, hey, what, yeah. uh, how much is it for a, uh, 10 pounds of brisket at the Safeway by you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know it officially, I know it's officially getting late because up until about 15 minutes ago, the kids were out back jumping on the, uh trampoline next door the dog was barking and shit yeah, you know yeah and the fact that the dog's not barking anymore means the kids aren't jumping on the trampoline <laughs> anymore <laughs> which means it's officially night that's it
0: that's nighttime in new orleans that should be a uh yep.
1: we're almost like two hours in the sunday prime time you know the
0: folk song
1: already watched two bob's burgers you know the friggin simpsons that broke the gun smoke record came on
0: Hey, don't yeah. d- listen. You know, you know, VP doesn't want to hear about that.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot. He hates cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but we've got some business to take care of here. We've got an agenda. Yes, we, we are moving. We're we're moving right along. Um,
1: no, we don't have an agenda. I have my own. Oh, agenda. Oh yes, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you
0: you have an agenda
1: collectively. We have a collective agenda. We merge these two agendas together. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a symphony each person, you know, somehow it works. That's it. (laughs) That's it.
0: (laughs) So, as we teased on the last episode, I uh, went to my first Yankee game of the season. Um, I think I went to one last year, so I don't want to say it's my first in a long time. It's definitely the first one of the season, and and I've kind of reinvigorated my baseball fandom uh, yeah. over the last year or two, and which is good because um, it is. It's such a, I grew up loving baseball. I wasn't a huge football fan because the Colts were not. Um, we're not a local good. team. We're good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they used to be terrible when we were kids. Well, yes.
0: Like, and I remember that. I remember going to the old Memorial Stadium with, with the fans with the bags over their heads. And, you yeah. know, if you thought uh, this Ursay was a clown, you should have seen his father. Like, it's a, yeah. you know, it was a joke. But um, it was still, I still felt like an outsider because we were going to a different city and We only went to one or two games. But baseball games we saw regularly because it's our market. And Phil Rizzuto, back when they would... Uh, you know, broadcast on over-the-air stations. Yep. WPIX was uh, Bill White and Phil Rizzuto were the were the broadcasters. And
1: I know Bill Rizzuto from the Meatloaf song "Paradise yes. by the Dashboard Light." Exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. Um,
1: uh, or a great reference in Billy Masson. Raruto? <laughs> Those are these. <Z's. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> um, or of course the famous se- uh, Seinfeld episode. You remember with the peach
0: <laughs> yes yes right he it gets covered in cement right
1: yeah, it's yes yes and then the freaking pipe bursts and it goes spinning up like a guys yelling at the phil catch for yeah, holy cow I think yeah uh... yeah holy cow
0: <laughs> so that was the that was the soundtrack of my youth and obviously it went you know into into adulthood and um, I enjoyed baseball, but the steroid thing turned me off. And then uh, when the Yankees got Alex Rodriguez and then Alex Rodriguez went through the steroid thing, I was like, listen, this is this is not fun. It's not cool rooting for these yeah. guys. I just I don't want to watch baseball anymore. So I stopped.
1: Alex Rodriguez really isn't likable. No,
0: he's not. Nobody likes him. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's rehabbed his image a little bit and he's not a bad uh, pundit. He does okay. Is he with J-Lo now? Uh, He's In J-Lo, right? yeah, he? might be, yeah. yeah. He might be. Yeah, I
1: believe so, yeah.
0: Um. So I kind of got out of it and, and didn't watch very often. And living in Curacao helped, you know? It's out of sight, out of mind kind of deal. And football uh, was where we did all of our business. And the Colts started to get good. And Andrew Luck um, looked like a superstar. Which is
1: ironic because Curacao is a baseball mad yes. island. I looked up the other day. Right now they have like four or five
0: active major leaguers
1: yeah that's the fruits of all that work with the little league you remember they won the little league world series not that long ago. yeah and i mean this century you know which is
0: not that long ago in my book so i looked it up figuring um you know at least they must have the 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 history of major leaguers in curacao must go back but they don't. Hensley Mullins... It was just like Andrew
1: Jones, right? The,
0: the, it was two guys before Andrew Jones. Hensley Mullins, who, who played for the Yankees. Bam Bam was his name. Bam Bam Mullins. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I remember him very well. And he's a coach
0: uh, with the San Francisco Giants now, so he's still in the league.
1: He was the okay. first
0: um, Antillian to, to make it to the major leagues. And then after him, it was... Um, there was another guy and then it was Andrew Jones and Randall Simon who played for the yeah Braves. played for the Pirates also And Randall Simon went out to play the Pirates yeah he was yeah. he famous But Andrew
1: Jones was the most prominent of the carousel cuz he was like top of the league for a brief period of of his career And
0: up until this current run who's got like three or four all-stars in their mix uh would probably would have been considered the best
1: who, who which Jairus Allen's are in the league right now?
0: Uh, Andrew um, Didi Gregorius. Okay, he's playing right now. Um. Oh, they're on.
1: Yeah, they're playing at the Angels right now. Yeah. I'm not watching. I only know because I have Miguel Endahar on my fantasy team. Oh, okay. Yes. On do track again, hot shot prospect, and he's frigging tearing it up as of late.
0: Uh, if you'd like to impress your, um, if you'd like to impress your. Your fantasy um, baseball friends—it's right. uh, pronounced and-do-har. And "anduhar." Yes, you put the emphasis on the do, um, which I don't know why. And the Yankee announcers, who are old, and really, you just—you just listen to them. The—the the radio announcers, anyway. You just listen to them for. You Know for nostalgia and, and comfort level, uh, comfort food for the ears, they're not great. It's John Sterling and Susan Waldman, uh, even they,
1: yeah, I know they were mocking John Sterling and did spend constantly, yes. cause the early season. Because whose call was uh, John Carlo? Because the way oh, his yes. own run call. yes,
0: yes, yes, yes,
1: stands. yes, yes,
0: um. And they get a lot of stuff wrong, but
1: they've... John Sterling was always, Yankees win, yes, Yankees win, that's right? That's him. Yes.
0: Um, he... But he's like 80 years old, so you got to cut the guy some slack. But
1: is he correct on the pronunciation? He
0: he will flub it every once in a while. He'll call
1: him... I'm just curious, because I remember watching college football and Julio Jones was playing for Alabama, and they would... Say Julio and stuff during the games, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. See, the reason I know <laughs> that it's it's Anduhar is that occasionally Duhar. they will say Anduhar or Anduhar, and then they'll correct okay. correct themselves. And
1: the, the pr- proper pronunciation is Anduhar.
0: Anduhar, yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
0: fun. Uh, so right now there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight active Antillians in the major league. And it's funny because they all get. A... Makes me think of like reptilians. Antillians. <laughs> they all get a birthplace, but really everywhere in Curacao is Willemstad.
1: Yeah. You know? Cause I mean, it only takes 45 minutes to go from one end of the island to the other, but they do give them all different... different. It's gotta be at Willemstad. Yeah. Right? They do give them uh
0: different, uh, different, um, Hometowns yeah. like Santa Maria, which is a beach uh area yeah. and uh Breven Hut, which is a land uh a landhouse area. Um but who is the all stars? I think uh Ballant is uh, Bal- no not Ballantine. Uh there's a guy uh Simmons Andreelton,
1: oh, yeah.
0: Andrel- yeah, Simmons.
1: Yep, he did.
0: Um, there is a guy named uh, Jonathan Shoup, who is, um, I believe, he's a pitcher. Yep.
1: Yep, I remember Jonathan Shoup. And um, guy I'm playing right now actually has DD Gregorius in his lineup, so I gotta hope DD doesn't do anything tonight, or if he does, I better hope, and Duhar outdoes him.
0: Well, and Duhar is is. Is like on fire. He's incredible. You must have yeah, a ton of points. Uh, and then Jurekson yeah, I mean, Profar he said had
1: matchups, and I I picked them up. You know why I picked Andujar up? Why? How I got him? Yeah. How was because it was very late in the draft, and I was almost done. And Todd Frazier was available because his star is waning. Yes. So while and Todd Frazier was a Yankee, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So while I was re- searching Todd Frazier while I was at the draft, there was a, a, a recent news story at the time saying how Todd Frazier says Miguel Andujar is really going to be fucking awesome. I was like, well, fucking <laughs> Even at the time he was listed as an N.A. because they were thinking he's probably not going to start out at the major league level this year. You know? Right, right. And they're like, they're like, there's just not room for him, you know, even though he should be playing the majors. But then they brought him up right away, you know. Well, he's one of the reasons that
0: um, I didn't come for Duhar, but I stayed for Duhar. Okay. So the team,
1: so I started to. And Gleiber Torres, that's the other hot hot guy that just got called up, who I also had as, because we're able to pick not not available guys and hold on to him. And he was the other guy, but then uh, the guy before we picked Torres, you
0: know? Oh, see. So hold on to Torres because he will play a major role.
1: I don't have. Yeah. Uh, no, but he's already called up, right? Yeah. Well, yeah,
0: hold on to his name. He will play a major role in the story that that okay. is about to unfold. Okay. So uh, a couple
1: weeks ago. Can we can I just advise to the to the listeners that those are basically the two top prospects in the organization right now, right? Yes.
0: Okay. Yes. Okay. Now tell the story. So a couple <laughs> weeks ago I was at um my parents, I didn't I don't know what it was. Uh it was a pseudo family gathering because just it was more than me, but maybe not the whole family. So we were just kind of sitting around watching it's
1: Jeremy wasn't yeah. there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, and I don't. Know, I don't think my sister. Maybe my sister was. I don't know. I don't remember. But we were sitting around watching the Yankee game, as you're you're apt to do at a family function, even if it's an immediate family in the springtime. Yep. It's just on in the background,
1: uh, and everybody's talking, but the game's on in the background. So occasionally, you poke in and see what's going on. Yes, and yeah. I had poked in just at the point
0: when they announced that. Um, An upcoming Yankee game was David Wells' Perfect Game Anniversary Bobblehead Doll Day. Oh, awesome. So, the David Wells' Perfect Game Bobblehead. I don't know. Have we ever talked... uh, Not the Bobblehead. The David Wells' Perfect Game. Have we ever talked about this? I don't think we have. 1998, I was in law school living in D.C., and Jody was living in New York City.
1: Now it's the flashback scene of a TV yes. show, so we'll play contemporary music. <laughs> He's going a distance! He's going for speed!
0: <laughs> I'm getting off a Greyhound bus in you, Port Authority yeah. Terminal. You
1: drive the convertible with flowing hair in the wind. <laughs> That's
0: it, I've got hair. I'm skinny. I was really in good shape back then. <laughs>
1: You're freaking doing <laughs> you're doing curls. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Um so I at this point Laughlin had ceased dating Stacy Freiden, who was Jody's roommate. So okay. what what our MO was was we would Y'all
1: were living in Arlington together, right? Correct. And er, in yeah, the
0: yeah. early, early days, especially during my first year of law school when you're super busy, um, he would go up and Jody would come down. Okay. So basically we would swap.
1: Yeah. You know, trade off.
0: And I would have the, the, cause the first apartment we lived in, um, I slept in the living room. It was a, it was a one bedroom, but he, but where
1: was Jody in um, New York city oh they were in new york they
0: were in new york but then for a while when it became less busy probably first semester of sophomore of of second year law school um when you're not as busy we would go up together because he would drive and that was short-lived because stacy and laughlin broke up eventually so then it was just me kind of Going up on my own, or Jody coming down on her own, or whatever. So, in this particular time period, spring of 1998 would be my second year of law school. Laughlin stopped dating uh, Stacy, so I was up visiting Jody on my own. You know, took a bus up or whatever, and you know, we did whatever crazy kids would do on a Saturday night. And we just kind of woke up on on Sunday morning, and just kind of sitting around I think it was Sunday morning. It might have been a Saturday morning. Either way, it was a it was a one of the weekend mornings. Uh yeah. and we're just like, I don't know, what do you want to do? And it was a little overcast and rainy and weren't many options. So we said, let's go to the Yankee game. A couple get a couple cheap tickets and and uh you know just spend the day together. Now this is before Stubhub. This is before the internet. This is before um you know, any reasonable way to buy tickets without either going to the stadium and hoping there was something left or some scalpers. Um, so we got on the train and we went uptown and like took a flyer and hoping that we could get some tickets. And we did. We we got some cheap tickets and we sat in the upper deck.
1: But the good thing is about weather like that is because I remember even in Boston, we we're still doing that, like just Four or five years later, just gone down there like an overcast day and find a dude to sell us tickets, yeah. you know?
0: Especially in April, right? Because yep. if it's not opening day, yeah, people don't care about baseball in April. Those are kind yeah. of my favorite times to go to a baseball game.
1: Yep. And it was like overcast. You got all the stuff you could do. It had rained earlier and looked like maybe it could rain and friggin' postpone the game anyway. So it was keeping people away. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. So we went and took a took a chance, and we get up there, get some cheap tickets, and we get in, and we get in just as the National Anthem is starting. That's also a very important part of this story because okay. as the game goes on, I start to realize that David Wells is not only throwing a no-hitter, he's throwing a perfect game. But you can't yeah. say that to anybody.
1: Yeah, you gotta be completely quiet about it.
0: Or you're gonna jinx the whole thing. Yep. And then the people around me start to notice.
1: Yeah, I already starts picking up on it.
0: And there's like just like a hushed whisper around the crowd. And it happened to be Beanie Baby Day. At and this was when
1: Ah, the peak of Beanie Baby. This was the
0: cray the height of the craze. And yep. we got the Beanie Babies and everybody was there, and they got the Beanie Babies, and people were talking about, you know, the Beanie Baby was going to be worth, you know, thousands of dollars back in the day. Just, just they said on TV,
1: even be worth millions of dollars.
0: Even just the Yankee Beanie Baby before, even David Wells took them out because it was Beanie Babies are so crazy. So it's Beanie Baby Day, and there's a um a perfect game going on that nobody wants to talk about. And I'm trying to communicate this to Jody without Jody, without explicitly explaining about a perfect game and then having her say, hey, it's a perfect game. That's crazy, you know? So yeah. I'm just telling her to look at the scoreboard and trying to figure out subtle ways, just so we can talk about it later. Because she was a great running partner because she would go along with most shit. She wasn't high-maintenance at all. She was a super low-maintenance chick, and she would just kind of like take whatever was going on, especially with me, um, at face value for the moment, and then would just forget about it later. You know? Yeah. So... Ha- she was there. That was good enough. But I, I kind of want her to know she's she's experiencing history, which witnessing history. Yes. Yeah. In the, in the I get right because I guess we 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 all experience history by definition, right? Yeah. Yeah. We are in a moment that will be someone's history, but that's a little too existential for this podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't even trying to go for that.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, but in the. Yeah in the shakespearean in the in the shakespearean drama that is my life the tragic flaw would be my desire to have somebody experience something on a deeper level than they probably want to experience it <laughs> 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 so i'm trying to make her realize this and she could care less but she's a good sport and she's playing along and she she kind of like understands something's going on. So we go through this game and it's a perfect game. At that point it might have been the 14th perfect game uh to ever uh to be ever played and I think the 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 one before it was a, uh, it was a bunch of years maybe 1988 maybe it was 10 years Tom Browning threw a perfect game for the Reds. Yeah, um, at some point. I remember that. Um, so this is great. This is unbelievable. And like I've never seen a collective, uh, a collective positivity, especially in New York. Like I saw this this particular night. Everybody was just so jazzed, and it was great. And there was this little. There was this. Um, there was, we were sitting in the upper deck on the third base side. On the first base side, um, we saw this person hanging, instead of hanging backwards or, or Ks or something like that for a strikeout, they were hanging hearts, which was the beanie baby symbol. Oh, uh, okay. And,
1: yeah, yeah, the TY beanie. Yeah,
0: so they were hanging those. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird until um, I got on the train to go back downtown and there was a little girl about five or six years old asleep on the subway car on her dad's lap holding the signs the little uh the ty signs oh
1: you saw the actual person and i said hey
0: were you sitting in section whatever and he's like yep and i was like why did you guys make those signs and he's like Oh, no, I said, hey, I saw your signs. Pretty cool. And he's like, yeah. Last night, um, she said she wanted to make signs to hang when somebody got a strikeout. And I told her we should make K's. And she said, no, hearts would be better. Um, And, you know, this little girl just, you know, made up a bunch of hearts and uh, went to a game with her dad. Had even no idea that it was going to be, you know, a perfect game, a once in a lifetime kind of deal. Um, so that game always stuck with me because, I mean, there'd only been 14, 13 no-hitters before it, and it is. It's really a once-in-a-lifetime kind of deal, and I've been to cool sporting events. We shared, obviously, the national championship in 2003. Um, I got to see – I've been to a Yankee playoff game. I've gone yeah. to, um, you know, been a football It's been major sporting events. I saw a World Cup
1: qualifier. In yeah it's seen a perfect game man.
0: It, that's it to like from an emotional standpoint, obviously the national championship is tops, but from a logical standpoint, this is you know clearly something that that can't be duplicated um so I've held on to this this game this memory for for a long time, and when I saw that the Yankees were honoring the perfect game, not only honoring it, honoring it with a bobblehead made me perk up. And I was like, oh, my God, guys, it's David Wells' anniversary perfect game bobblehead doll day. Who wants to go? And crickets. Like, no. oh, I think somebody said, when is it? And I was like, Monday, April 23rd. And then crickets. Damn. And I said, Dad. You know, because I just threw it out there. Now I'm going to go around the room and I'm going to ask specifically. I was like, "Dad, what do you say? You want to go?" He's like, "Uh," he didn't even say no. He just kind of blew me off, like,
1: <laughs> like I was hoping to dodge. Yeah, the yeah issue. would just go away, you know. Yeah. And then I asked, just say nothing. He'll move on and forget about yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. He's like, "I'm not here.
0: You can't see me." yeah uh and then i asked you know i was like josh what do you think you want to go and he's like yeah it's a school night man i got work the next day blah 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 i'm like all right I understand i mean i'm the same guy who didn't go to see one of his favorite bands at the world renowned music venue five blocks from his house because it was thursday night (laughs) you know (laughs) i totally yeah i totally respect the school night um, but this was this was an occasion that I wanted to to commemorate.
1: She called Jody Skolnick.
0: <laughs> it would break my heart for for her to say what? I don't know what you're talking uh, about.
1: <laughs> I got a lot going on with the family and everything these days. I I'm here break away. <laughs> Can you come? to <laughs> come down to New York?
0: Used... One, take the Excella. Take the Excella. <laughs> I'll pick you up. I'll pick up. I'll pick you up at, uh, at Metro North. It's right by the stadium. No problem. Oh, by the way, you were can 20 you? Twenty
1: years ago, we went to that game.
0: Also, by the way, do you think you can buy the tickets?
1: <laughs> You're probably a bit more financially stable at this point.
0: <laughs> so I get I get nothing. I get no responses. Um, but I'm hell bent and determined to go. But you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm tired of going to shit by myself. You yeah. Know? No. Oh. And it's not it, it's it's not a I don't look at it as an indictment, I don't look at it as a as a cross to bear. Just every once in a while when something is cool, you want somebody else to know that this is cool. Enjoy it with you. You, yes. you want them to appreciate it, right? I don't want to go to okay. this with just somebody, you know? Yeah. I don't want to find just somebody so I can split the tolls with or somebody that I can sit next to. I want to go with somebody that's going to appreciate this. And I know Jeremy's a big uh, collector, but even this, he's not He's not interested in the Yankees, not interested in driving to New York, he's too far away. Like, he's not the guy. But there's there's somebody. Who's Jeremy's team? The Phillies.
1: So he's all in on Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: hundred percent, huh hundred percent.
1: Okay. So I, mean, I knew he was an Eagles fan, but I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was so thorough across the board. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And Sixers fan, like the whole deal.
1: Yeah, Flyers, I guess
0: too. Yeah, he's not a huge hockey fan, but yeah, that would. But if it pushed game to show, If the
1: Rangers and yes. Devils played the Flyers, he'd be Flyers.
0: Yep. yep. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna invite Cole. I'm going to buy two tickets, and I'm going to invite Cole for a couple of reasons. Um, one, I've gone through everybody else. <laughs> He's the only person yeah. who hasn't said no to me yet. Yeah. And secondly. It's a good thing about the
1: nephews and nieces. You know? Yeah.
0: The second thing is that he has become a big Yankee fan. He's become a big baseball fan and um, I know he watches all the games and he started playing Little League and he's uh, he's into analytics and stats and reading about stuff. Um, so that's like that's why baseball was America's pastime for so long is because not only would adults go and enjoy it, kids would absorb it as well because it was on so many levels. Right. And because more and more things have those components, baseball is, you know, taking a back seat. Everything's got analytics. Everything has, you know, uh, has the ability to, to hold your attention because it's instant gratification. But he has taken a liking to baseball. Even though he never played, he played like when he was a little, you know, like a four or five-year-old t-ball kind of deal. Um, but soccer is his main sport. And, um, you know, he he didn't have any connection to baseball until recently. But he's starting to love it. He loves Aaron Judge. And he loves Stanton. You know, he loves the big guys. He's a kid.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, like some run hitters, yeah.
0: So I said, I'm going to get him a ticket. And not... There was no altruistic reason. You know, there wasn't a... Agenda is not the right word, but no motive wasn't the right word. I wasn't trying to prove a point. I wasn't trying to do anything other than go to a baseball game with, uh, with with somebody who would enjoy it and somebody I would enjoy going with. You know, there was no awe factor. There was, you know, some people do things with and for kids because they yeah. they want to make the memory, and they want to be part of that memory. Does that make sense? Do people do that? Wait, explain yourself. Yeah, so like, you know, the, some sometimes a parent will um, will be like, I want to do this because I want to see his face. When he, you know,
1: yeah, yeah gets
0: yeah. the whatever, you know, yeah, like when he has his first beer with you, right, right, you know, like yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they 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 want to build these memories and and like there are a lot of memory building activities in the DeSantis family. There's a lot of big ticket items that that you're privy to, like my mom's thing is. um Cirque du Soleil so we're always going to Cirque du Soleil so it's always somebody's first time at Cirque du Soleil <laughs> you know what I mean so like
1: yeah. um, constant so revolving yeah
0: yeah yeah and and we do that just because she likes it and it just so happens that it might be somebody's memory but we're not doing it f- to make the memory do you know what I mean you make a memory, and it has a lasting impression, but it's just for the pure enjoyment of the event yeah, it's not you know there's no other reason behind it and that was why I wanted him to go. What I didn't realize was that this happened to be his first baseball game he'd never been uh. never been to a baseball game before, and that's and that's great in and of itself. You know, but I had wholly selfish reasons for for wanting him to come to this game with me. It's so I could go to the game and have a good time. (laughs) You know? Not to be his first baseball game, not to be, you know, a first this or a first that. I just I was like, listen, I like the kid. We get along really well. And he's actually, you know, the kind of kid that that's not annoying. Why wouldn't you want to Go to a baseball game with him, right? There's only a few things you can do with a kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kid. One of them's go to a
0: baseball game. So, you know, he's he's almost like my my like my mini friend in this scenario, right? He's like, you know, the guy that uh, you know that you know from the gym, and you got like one or two things in common. You wouldn't go out to dinner with him, but you'd go catch a Pels game with him. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna bring Cole. He'll have a good time. I'll have a good time. We'll have a good time together, and it'll be great. Then I then I come to find out there's a little debate on whether he's gonna be able to go. For a couple of reasons. One, um, it's a school night. It's a Monday, and it's late, and, um. Yeah, that's probably the big ones. I think, I don't think there was an issue of him going into New York City because he was going with me, but like, you never know. Like, I don't know what runs through a parent's yeah. head. Like, New York's a scary place to somebody who doesn't go there a lot. And
1: on top of it, are you worried a little bit about the whole taking the first baseball game? Yeah.
0: Think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Josh. Right, right. So then, but I know Josh well enough, and, and, um, and I know that, he will either make up for it or has something else that's just as important to him that this is fine. It's no big deal. Right. But, um, his mom's also a big baseball fan. So I don't know if she wants to go to his first game or like, I don't know what went into the, to the, to the conversation. I do know that it was a Monday night, and it was a school night, and that was a big, um, you know, that was a big obstacle to that overcome. Was a bigger deal because they're both teachers, and education is a, is a very important part of of you know their family dynamic. Obviously, you know, as it should be in any family. But like academics it's is first. If you teachers. don't, if you screw up in school, that's 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 the end all and be all. everything else
1: yeah go but you better not freaking let your grades yes exactly
0: exactly now josh is a little bit more of a prag uh he's a little more pragmatic uh when it comes to that i think a little bit because he's a principal and like understands that it's you know it's it's you know, it's one day out of 180 days, which is the you know the state minimum up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think
1: that's pretty much the standard.
0: And I think that he knows like there's a there's a bunch of bull crap that goes into.
1: In what he's in third or fourth? He's in grade fourth now.
0: grade. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's not gonna like break him. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to sell my brother on it, and he's like, "Listen, man, I'm I'm on board. It's no problem." I would just have to get uh, Cole's mom, his wife, to sign off on it, and I'm like, "All right." So just you know, let's see what see what you can get done. So they come through. I, I was a little surprised uh, that it was that it that it turned around so quickly, but but they 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 came through, and I figure I'm just gonna pick them up from school, and we're gonna take off. But um, number one, apparently, the days of just picking up random kids from elementary schools is is long gone
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and not even like here's a note his uncle's coming to pick him up you can let him out like I guess that's not even an option but in order to get up there in time we had I had to get him at three o'clock gates open at five. I had to get him at 3 because it was going to take about an hour and 40 minutes to get up there and then park and whatnot. So I had to meet Michelle at the school with Cole because she had to go in and get him and take him out and meet me so we could take off. So we take off and uh, and he's decked out in all his little Yankee gear. You know, he wore his uh, you know Yankee shirt, his his Aaron Judge Yankee shirt to uh, to school, and he had his hat. I guess his mom brought his hat for him, like because I don't think there are a lot of hats in school. And um, yeah, he's got a little sweatsuit on. The kid's really well dressed. His is both of his parents are are uh, fashion conscious and and up with the current trends. So. He always, he always looks pretty put together, but, you know, he's dressed to go to a baseball game. So we're ready to go. And I figure that he can do some homework in the car, you know, on the ride up or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, but it turns out he didn't have any homework for some reason, or he'd finished it already. I don't know. I think he was kind of pulling my leg, but he didn't have any books. Hey, he didn't hey. have any books with him, so I wasn't going to question him. So we're driving up, and... The I have two levels of concern at this point that just kind of hit me. Um, from the time that I asked him to go, from the time I, I realized that it was going to be reality. You know that when you got a good idea and then and then it, you know it's going to come to fruition and then you realize that there's some variables to the equation that you'd be feel more comfortable accounting for? Yeah. You know, like when we said we were going to go to the the, the Syracuse-LSU game. Um, in theory, it's great. And then you start to realize, like, okay, flights are involved, car rides are involved, staying yeah. at people's houses are involved, and then it becomes a little stressful for a little while. So for about the week or so that we had confirmed that we were going, some stuff started to creep in. Like, okay, we got to get up there. The timing of it matters because he's got school and we got to make sure we miss traffic and we want to get up there early enough to get in when the stadium opens so we can um get the bobblehead before they sell out you know before they give them away so I'm trying to coordinate that and then I'm thinking oh my god you know what it is it is a monday i've got work to do the next day uh when I, we're going to have to leave early and uh, what time should we leave? And it would
1: suck if you got up there and they were all out of the bobbleheads because you got there too.
0: Exactly. Late. Right. So these are all yeah. real things that are going through my mind. So um I start to to get like the the logistical issues settled in my head when I realize uh there's some philosophical issues that I'm having or need to, to reconcile just to make sure that everything goes smooth. And I don't know if the kid's ever gone to a professional sporting event before. Yeah. I'm trying to think, and I can't. He wouldn't have gone to a professional football game. Um, maybe he's gone to a basketball game. Maybe he's gone to minor league. Obviously, I found out it was his first What about
1: the Red Bulls game?
0: Oh, so he's been to a Red Bulls game. Okay, that's that's.
1: Cause then y'all, didn't your yeah. mom, didn't they have an event where y'all? Yes. Met?
0: Okay, that's good. Good memory, good memory. Um, but with that said, that was a little more for the for the pomp and and pageantry than it was for the game itself. Because I think they actually yeah. might have left early for the. They might have left that game early.
1: Oh, okay. Um, and also, those soccer games are kind of crafted around family events anyway. Yeah,
0: and it... Right. It was more like hanging out with family than it was seeing a sporting event.
1: Yeah. So,
0: I want to make sure, just like I did 20 years before, right? 20 years before? Yeah, wow. 20 years before that Jody Skolnick appreciated (laughs) what she was getting into. I wanted to make sure Cole would... Appreciate what he was getting into. The difference between the two besides the obvious
1: is that That you'll be able to call Cole in twenty years. (laughs) (laughs) Cole We're not giving away the bobbleheads to commemorate. I hope at no point point in his life of David Wells' bobblehead giveaway.
0: I hope at no point in his life Cole will have changed his number on me. I don't have to get Clandestine updates About Cole's life From Liz Stillman
1: <laughs> Oh yeah How's she doing man? <laughs> So my uh, Josh That Cole fellow What's he up to These days
0: <laughs> I heard he's got A new uncle Kind of looks like me But a little better Looking And a lot richer <laughs> <laughs> so i start to think about some of the things that i want to make sure that he he realizes and appreciates because he will in fact appreciate them he he's into that he wants to know about things and and kind of be in in the know he's a he's definitely a kid who wants to be in the know
1: and obviously if this is important to you there's a reason yes like this specific game.
0: Exactly. So the first question I ask him on the ride up is, do you know uh, do you know what, why we're going? You know what, what we're going to do? And he's like, yeah, we're going to the Yankee game. And I said, do you know why we're going to the Yankee game? He says, David Wells bobblehead, though. And I kind of grill him on the whole thing. And I said, well, do you know what a perfect game is? And he says, yes, uh, it's a perfect game. It's um when a when – a, he gives a definition, you know, that he must have read off online. And he's like, and there's only been three perfect games by Yankee pitchers and David Wells and uh, David Cohn. And there was an old guy that threw a perfect game, Don Larson. That's
1: when I learned about perfect game. My dad explained to me about Don, Don Larson's, Larson's yeah. perfect game, right? Yeah, in the World Series, the only perfect game ever thrown in the World Series, which is crazy.
0: Yeah. So he's got it. He understands, but, but of course I can't just leave it at that. I said, well, yes, it's, that's technically you're right. Cause he's a real, like, uh, he's, he's almost Vulcan in the sense that like logic dictates. He's a sweet kid and he's, 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 you know, he's sensitive and he, you know, he's, he'll give you a hug and he'll know when something's important or whatever, but like logic dictates with him. He moves yeah. from one, one, you know, scientific Exercise to another when when processing things, so he understood the black and whites of the perfect game. But I I needed him to understand what this meant to me. So I said, "Well, yeah, yeah, yes, that is the essence. Mm-hmm. But the reason we're going is, twenty years ago, I had a girlfriend named Jody. It was before I met Aunt Ange, and <laughs> hey, we start to go into the whole thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> God bless him. I'm still kind of scarred from the whole experience." <laughs> And God bless him. He's listening like he cares, you know, and he's,
1: he's I know. It's like, you have no concept of this now, but in 10 years you will, you will know the pain, yeah, I mean, hurt and the trauma. So we go, you
0: know, we go through the whole story and it was very important. <laughs> You know that that she understood what the perfect game was, and blah blah blah. So he gets it; he understands. But he now knows like what a
1: perfect that perfect game is like your rosebud. Almost, that's yes, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. And really, it's yeah, it's so true. You'll be on your deathbed, and he'll be the only one that knows what it means. Yeah, you'll be like perfect game, well perfect game. <laughs> <laughs> oh everybody will be around. What does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) So now, and I like to think a considerably older Cole will come and explain it.
0: Yes. I hope so. I hope so. Yes.
1: Um, A great Cole at that point.
0: Yes. Oh, good job. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) So now I know that he's got like the basics. He's got the foundation. So I want to start to like peel the onion and see how much we can really cover in the hour and a half we're going to be in the car. So I said, I know you're a big baseball fan, and you know who's your favorite player, Aaron Judge, and you know what do you like about him? And he just gives me his stats and his home runs and the whole deal. Like, okay, okay, great. He's got the he's got the basic knowledge of the game down. I said, well, in baseball, yes, those are you know those are are what you look out for. Excuse me. Uh, But there's also something called the unwritten rules of baseball. So we talked about the written rules. You know, he plays baseball. So he knows, you know, what's a ground rule double and a foul ball and like all that kind of stuff. I said, great. Those are the written rules of baseball. I said, do you know the unwritten rules of baseball? And he said, no, what are the unwritten? Because to him, like the rules are the rules. And you find them in a book and you read them. And then those are the rules. But this concept yep. of the unwritten rule is...
1: And all sports have unwritten rules. It's just baseball leans heavily on yes. unwritten rules. And the problem is sometimes unwritten rules seem to be just newly made up rules. You know? I mean, that's... All right. Go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's okay.
0: <laughs> I was going to preface this, this whole point of the conversation with the fact that I know... That when it comes to baseball, you are not a huge fan of the unwritten rules of baseball. A good amount of the unwritten rules of baseball, but we, in all fairness, and, and I think you'll will have signed off on this, we only covered the major ones, we only covered the big ones. He's like, what do you um, what do you mean unwritten rules? Like what? And I said, well, a really good example is if your team is up um, by a lot in the late innings, uh, you don't steal anymore. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, Do you know why? He's like, Yeah, because you don't want to rub it in. And I was like, Yes, very good. You don't want to rub it
1: in. Now he comes Yeah, that's kind of the unwritten rules of all sports. And that's perfectly fucking fine. You know, you don't friggin because it's gonna come back on you.
0: Okay, so here's a couple of the other ones we went over. Yeah. Is um another tried and true is um if you hit my best player, I'm gonna hit your best player but we promise not to do it in the head. Yep. Okay, fair enough.
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand that's a that's an old school unwritten rule. All right. You know?
0: Uh, then we start to get into a couple of the newer ones.
1: I do hate that they friggin' will toss a pitcher who throws back when they know it's going to happen, you know? Yeah. You know, like, umpires will toss the pitcher who retaliates, but it's like, you know that's going to fucking happen. Yeah. That's, uh... That's an unwritten rule.
0: Like, they <laughs> they should just go back to to letting that be what happens, right? As long as nobody gets hit in the head and you're fine. Um, yeah. But then we started to get into the modern game a little bit. Like, it's an unwritten rule that you don't bunt against the shift. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I think that that is... Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that's a lot of bullshit, stuff like that, like stuff that's tactical and stuff like, you know? Yep. Like, fuck you,
0: Right. you know? Right. <laughs> My job is to put the ball in play.
1: Yeah, that's just like, you know, guys, I don't know, that's, that's fucking stupid. I mean, that's like, oh, we're not going to take uh, three-point shots if there's a zone or whatever, you know? No. I don't know. Yeah. It's fucking stupid.
0: You know, but we just we cover the basics. We covered the big yeah. ones, um,
1: just enough. My pro- yeah,
0: just enough for him to know, like the game inside the game. Yeah, yeah. no stealing signs. And you're definitely
1: gonna see this shit. I mean, you're gonna see it when you're out there. Yes,
0: and 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 I want to be able to have a conversation, not to teach him things, but to have to converse about the thing, you know? Yeah. Because he's knowledgeable enough. He knows the players, he knows the stats. I want to be able to say, um, Oh, I can't believe they did that. Yes. And have him I mean, understand. I
1: understand under the rules, like how you don't go sliding a base in it and position that will hurt a dude. Right. You yes. know, like the shit where they like slide out of the baseline, trying to stop the play, but you're putting a guy's career in danger. That type of shit. You know, I understand stuff like that, but that's just like, that. that's, like, in all sports, those are friggin' unwritten rules, you know? Like, you should not be trying to maim the other dudes. <laughs> yeah, basically. You you should not be trying to ruin dudes' careers. That's that's why that guy for the Bengals, Vontaze Perfect, is such a dick. Yes. You know? Yep. Because yep. he tries to friggin' destroy people's careers, and it's like, they're all, it's a fraternity. Yeah, they're your enemies while you're playing them but you don't want to friggin make a guy not be able to play anymore yep you know? totally
0: so yeah. as we start to go through those which are ir- relatively quantifiable like there's I didn't make those up you know people we're, we're talking about them so you know about them they come from the same origin regardless
1: same unwritten book yeah capoons. exactly exactly <laughs> but then I thought well we should
0: cover some of the unwritten rules of attending a game. Yes. And then I thought of you. And then I thought of you. I said well we could probably use live here for a count a point counterpoint <laughs> discussion. So I said hey listen there's also rules to going to a game. You know that, right? Like you can't run on the field, you can't reach over for a foul ball when it's in play, you can't, um, you know, do a bunch of other stuff. He's like, yeah, so those are written rules. And I said, they're right there on the back of your ticket. If you violate them, you get kicked out. He's like, all right, we won't do that. I said, good. But... <laughs> I won't run on the field today. <laughs> but I said, but there's also unwritten rules. And here I want to do two things. One, I want to give him an appreciation for etiquette. Both with okay. himself and and those around him, and what he, ha, you know, what he should feel obligated to do or not do, and what others around him should be, uh, should should be doing or not doing. But I also want to um, mitigate the amount of money I have to spend at the concession stands. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I keep him entertained so he isn't like, oh, I don't want to get something to eat. Give me another hot dog. That
0: and also work in what I have come to value as the protocol when it comes to to eating, drinking, and buying souvenirs at, at stadiums. So my, my dad will deny this or he'll at least claim that I'm over exaggerating but there's one of those running family jokes we used to go to philly's games quite often um, when we were kids because it would be like a community group outing whether it's boy scouts or church or um,
1: yeah something i put your welcome troop whatever yes. to the and yes on the on the scoreboard tickets yeah. were
0: always cheap philly was easy to get to it was equidistant from from where we lived, but it was faster to get to. So um, we we would go to a number of Phillies games, and my grandfather was a Dodgers fan, so when the Dodgers came to town, we'd go to a Phillies game. So I would say in any given year, we go to two or three Philadelphia sporting events, which is a pretty good number for a family with four kids. And yeah, yeah. Um, we would always get the... Uh, pretzels from the guy under the under the bridge, selling them off of his shopping cart.
1: Oh yeah! Before you enter the no. Stadium.
0: After you, after you leave the cave.
1: So they were. Oh, after the <laughs> game, you get refreshments. Yeah, yeah. So they
0: were all the old pretzels that the guys couldn't sell, and they would offload them to some other guy. And he would take them and and go and sell them for like three for a dollar, you know. So they were they were either old and stale or they were cold because they weren't they were either weren't cooked or they were cooked a long time ago. And by this point, that they're bad. But the game's over; they're not gonna they can't reheat them for the next game. So they gotta unload them. So they're selling them, you know, for pennies on the dollar. And that's when we would get our pretzels. Was on the walk back to the car. And we'd each get a dollar, mm-hmm. and we could each buy our own pretzel. But the pretzels were so cold and gross, and the salt had already—well,
1: because the whole thing with those pretzels is you're supposed to get them when they're yes, warm.
0: Yes, yes, yeah, like a doughy. Yes, So these are like six hours old, you know, because they cook them all yeah. up before the game and sell them while yeah. people are walking in. And they the keep
1: game. them that little warmer thing. Yes,
0: but by this point, the salt had dissolved, and they're all either mushy. Like it was so weird. It was it like it it just from a scientific standpoint it didn't make sense in the same bite it would be it would be rock hard and stale and also absolutely mushy <laughs> yeah. you know it's just an old pretzel yeah. man you you've had an old pretzel before that's exactly what it tastes like yeah it sucks and i listen i'm sure and i know that we had gotten ice cream in the stadium. Cause we had the little helmets that we could take home. With yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And I know that we got to buy souvenirs because I remember there was like a little like bat day bat, you know, like a Phillies, yeah. like, like, you know, whatever, 12 inch bat. Um, and we had programs and scorecards, but my memory, my distorted memories that we weren't allowed to eat any food. Except for the pretzels on the way home. Now listen, money was tight. Money was tight back in the 80s. There was a recession.
1: No, I know. I mean, well, my dad was just downright tight anyway. I always remember he would never get a refreshment, but he knew he'd eat something. He'd give me like five bucks, you know, go to a football game. But back then you could actually get like a soft drink and maybe some popcorn for five bucks. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But it was my mom would have to, she'd be like, give him money or something beforehand because she knew if it was up to him, he wouldn't get right, it. <laughs> right, right, <good> <laughs> right. <laughs> She had to grease the wheel. Yeah.
0: So um, that's my memory. And so I have a very, it's not jaded, but I have a very specific protocol ingrained in my head on what you do when you go to a game and the primary activity is sit and watch the game.
1: Yeah. yeah. Pro- that's what it was for us, you know, like that's why I'm not a big drinker at games and stuff, you know. Yeah. Cuz you were there to watch the game, you know. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of that's that cool was the product. The right? problem is what's that? A
0: lot of it was a product of the times because there wasn't a lot to do.
1: Yeah like so many people are at sport events just get fucked up <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. right and it's like yeah i could do that anywhere why would i want to drop a hundred dollars getting drunk when i already dropped freaking on a hundred bucks on the ticket <laughs>
0: But nowadays, at games like you can go to the museum, you can go to, you know, the kids zone. You can go, you know, there's a lot of family friendly ancillary activities that weren't that didn't exist back when we when we'd go
1: to. Oh, games. and I'm sure it's ridiculous at New Yankee Stadium. Now, the cool thing about Yankee Stadium is a
0: lot of it's free. Yeah, a lot of. I only
1: went to Yankee Stadium once, and I I made sure to go to a game before it shut down. Yeah. Before the old one shut down, I went to see him play the Indians like the year that I was leaving Boston. And my brother was living down there and Fat Pat, my brother, and I went to a game. you Because know, back then Fat Pat was working for the MLS, which was basically owned by MLB. So he could get one person for free. So we only had to bring – we only had to buy one ticket. You know? Oh, sweet. <laughs> Because he got to he got to go in by himself and bring a guest. <laughs> and it wasn't a sold-out game because the Yankees weren't so good back then. Yeah. And they were having kind of a down period like in 2005. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So the new Yankees team's got a whole bunch of other stuff. So I wanted to make sure that he and it's I – It's
1: huge compared to the old one. What's that? It's huge compared to the old one, isn't it?
0: Well, the, the seating bowl is the same.
1: But no, but I mean, like all the yeah. like and yes. all the stuff they have inside.
0: Yeah, it's like cavernous.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So you know, we wanted to go and we want to take advantage of all that stuff, but I wanted to also make sure that I didn't drop, you know, two hundred fifty bucks because, um, he's uh like a f- he's a freewheeling kid. If he wants something, he asks for it. You know, there's not. There, there's not a lot of stop signs.
1: That doesn't mean yeah. He, you don't come off like the jerk. Doesn't mean he
0: gets everything. I've uh, no is in his parents' vocabulary. It's not like they're overindulgent, but kids today, at least from my perspective, uh, there was there was there were things I wouldn't ask for as a kid because I was. In tune with what the situation called for. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I knew my parents couldn't afford it or I knew that it wasn't appropriate to ask or I knew I, the kid next to me couldn't have it so I wouldn't ask for it. There was a, I feel like there was a lot more of that back when we were kids. Maybe not. Maybe it still goes on. Yeah.
1: Well, my family, like, we knew not to ask for stuff, but didn't stop my little sister from asking for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, the
0: four of us, were kind of on the same page with that. Um, but I've noticed kids in general now are, you know, a little freer because I think they get more.
1: Well, yeah. I mean,. The idea that, the idea that kids are just that—it's accepted now that kids, even young little kids, have cell phones. Yeah. Like not just some emergency phone to call in case they have fucking tricked out iPhones better than I have. You know?
0: So my my snapshot, my my generational sh- snapshot is this: is that our parents. So our grandparents' generation steered the ship one hundred percent. Like yep. you either as a kid you were along for the ride or you were fending for yourself. And there were no there were no qualms. As our parents became parents and and were either affected by the sixties or actually actively part of the 60s I think it loosened up a little bit and and obviously this is situational depending on your family and and you know regional depending on what you know the customs of your of of where you grew up were but generally speaking there was a lot more uh, consideration paid to the kids role in the equation yeah. At, least in my, at least in my experience, because maybe we didn't do something as a family because there were soccer games on the weekend. Yeah. Back when my dad was playing soccer, well, he would have to walk to the soccer field by himself and play a soccer game because his parents didn't change their schedule. That doesn't mean yeah, parents weren't involved. Parents weren't involved. I mean, I know my mom's dad was the coach of all the teams and stuff like that. But like, if he had to go bowling on Thursday night, well, then the family wasn't going at, to a movie on Thursday night. Yeah, the the parents drove the ship, and then I think when when we were growing up, there was a little more give and take. I think there was a little more of a social acceptance to. You know, like putting kids in a in a place of of, of I don't say power, but uh what's the word I'm looking
1: for? Well, yeah, I mean when I played sports, I mean I played football, baseball, basketball, and it's like we never had issues getting to the park or anything. You know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays the parents do nothing for themselves. And everything revolves around getting the kids to the activities. Oh, well,
1: kids run everything. And but like that's like the whole cell phone thing that blows me away. Like my parents would have never given me a hundred a thing worth a hundred dollars. Right, right. You know, right. like sneakers, you were never getting a fucking hundred dollar pair of sneakers. Yeah. So the idea that kids are getting thousand dollar telephones, yeah. <laughs> you know? Something that so easily can get lost or broken because that's what kids do. They lose things and they break them. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, but everyone else has it. It's fucking, it's insane. So I didn't, and I, I haven't
0: experienced, like I said, I like I haven't experienced my nieces and nephews being overly aggressive like, I need this, I need that, I want this. But for a good percentage of that stuff, it's stuff that they're getting as part of the standard operating procedure. Like, he gets the cool sneakers because my brother likes cool sneakers and appreciates what it's like to be a 10-year-old.
1: and Yeah, because he's doing the stuff he wishes, Yes. Yeah, There's a lot of that stuff that goes on. Like, you know, I wish I would have gotten the fucking cool sneakers when I was a kid, so you're going to get the cool sneakers.
0: It's not a, you know, it's not a Willy Wonka Veruca Salt situation. You know? Yeah. I want the gum. uh, Or whatever she eats.
1: I want today. (laughs) I want tomorrow. Give it to me. I want it now.
0: But I also don't Want to be put in a position where he asks and I have to say no. Or I feel like. And the
1: other issue is like, he, he, kids are smart enough to know the uncles are usually like a soft touch. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yep. So
0: we go over the unwritten rules of attending a game, which, yeah, as I mentioned, are rules. twofold. They're one to make sure that he doesn't, uh, he doesn't infringe on anybody else's experience and he knows what he can expect from other people so we cover things like um, you don't get up in between innings you don't get up during the inning, you gotta wait to go
1: yeah, you don't walk back to your seat in the middle of a pitch
0: yes, I went so far as to say during the inning
1: yeah, right? I mean, definitely doing inning, you probably should not do it, but definitely not between the freaking pitch. Right. I would
0: say, you know, I would say between batters is acceptable to get yep. back to your seat. Idea Yeah, that's fine. ideal situation is you wait till the innings over. That w- that would be yep. ideal.
1: And they got a lot of jerks in this world that don't care. But that was like at the WrestleMania thing. The people that came in and made us do all this shit while. While of the matches was already gone in, gone on when it was already, like, three hours into the event. You know, it's like, dude, you just showed up three hours into the event. In the middle of something happened, now you're making everybody change everything. You're fucking being an asshole, being like, I don't care. They're all in my seat. It's like, fuck you. You know? I definitely have beef when people do that shit yes okay
0: yeah you know?
1: it's like people that come show up in the third quarter of a <laughs> basketball or baseball or a football game and want kick you out of seats like dude you you lose your rights and you don't show up before hell you lose your rights and you don't show up before the end of the first fucking quarter as far as i'm concerned right so we've talked
0: about this before and that's the thing that yeah. that when i'm going over the unwritten rules that's the example that's sticking in my head because while I'm not I, I'm not gonna lay down for the conversation about well, I'm sitting here and the seats next to me are open and that guy yeah. came late so he forfeits his right to sit there that I'm gonna give you some pushback on but I'm not gonna give you pushback on this guy showed up late and is making people jump through all kinds of hoops because yeah he needs to be where he wants to be that I,
1: issue is you can have your seat just don't be a dick about yes. it and that's the problem usually those people are dicks
0: you're absolutely right and it's
1: like you're probably a dick if you show up really late to a sporting event anyway right
0: right <laughs> see i'm usually i'm willing to give them the the benefit of
1: just like people that shit walk into the movies ten minutes into the movie are dicks. People that do the same as for an event are dicks. See I'm gonna Yeah, because g- you don't give a fuck about you don't give a fuck about anybody but yourself. I'm gonna give you know, them
0: so I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt based on their demeanor. Right.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, that's exactly if they were cool about it. But you, generally, they're not cool.
0: You're right. That's And the if problem. they're not cool about it, I'm not pissed yeah. that they got there late. I'm pissed because they're a douche. Yeah. Uh, so I'm with and you. The,
1: but the problem is the type of people that usually do that usually You're, are
0: douche. Yeah, OK, that's the issue. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the issue. Well, not always because maybe somebody just came out of the blue and gave some. Nice guy at sick is like, hey man, you run down there. No, I'm not going to use it anyway. As I'm we like, learned,
0: oh, as we learned from the from from our ongoing pit bull discussions, your brush is a little wider than my brush in most instances.
1: <laughs>
0: but in this particular case, we do we
1: triples barking right. Now. We're painting. We're,
0: um, we're painting. We're painting with the same method. I just use a little bit of a smaller
1: brush. So so we're on the same page there. Uh, My whole thing's all about consideration. Just, you know, be be considerate. You know, yeah. that's the problem. It's just like one of the – did you talk about this unwritten rule? You know, if everyone's sitting, you do not stand up to watch action.
0: Okay, we didn't cover that because that's less of a problem
1: at baseball. At baseball, yeah, yeah. It's more of a football-basketball problem.
0: But we did, we did talk about standing, um, and we did say – um, that at times at Yankee stadium, uh, people stand when there's two strikes and two outs. So, you know, people, yeah, don't race clap
1: clapping like, like in the ninth inning yep. or something with a Yeah.
0: Now also I knew we had first row tickets Front, we had, uh, the first row in the, in the upper deck. So I knew that wasn't going to be an issue. Um, so we didn't need to cover it as much, but that would have been one that I would cover. That would have been one that I'd cover. We covered... Um, we, we started to cover um, some more financially-based unwritten rules of the game, but I think are legitimate and not necessarily just to pad my own pocket. And uh, one of the... What was one of those? Oh, there are really only two acceptable souvenirs... At a baseball game, a program. All right, let me. Oh, can I guess go ahead? One? Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Is it a foam finger?
0: <laughs> that is so funny because he says, "What's a souvenir?" And I said, <laughs> "It's something that you buy, like a gift, at the gift shop to commemorate your experience at the game." And his first, his first answer, and he got a huge smile on his face was. A foam finger. <laughs> and I'm sorry to disappoint, although I may have to reevaluate <laughs> my stance here. Yeah,
1: it's two people.
0: <laughs> uh, but it is not a foam finger. It isn't. What are they? Uh, a program.
1: Program, okay. And a, that now costs like twenty dollars.
0: Yep. <laughs> and a scorecard.
1: Oh yeah, scorecard. Well. That's your, that's your father there. The free scorecard.
0: <laughs> well, they cost a dollar. Now they cost a dollar.
1: <laughs> oh, they charge a dollar for the scorecard? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember when the programs used to cost a buck. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but you also... And I remember they used to hand out scorecards to you. <laughs> um. You're like, oh, you want to do the work? <laughs> now you got to pay a dollar to do the work. <laughs> but you
0: also go... And he, he quickly jumped in and said, and also bobbleheads. And I said, well, I said, cool. yes, exactly. Yeah. Also bobbleheads.
1: And that's why y'all were there. Yep. Um, a bobble is something you should get as, you know, like for free, like you're getting.
0: Yeah, but. You know,
1: not something you should buy. Well, I
0: know, but if he's now convinced that it counts as a souvenir, I'm not going to.
1: Well, this but it's a giveaway
0: i know but i'm you not know, gonna like, tell him he needs something else if he's already checked off the box that qualifies
1: okay.
0: his acquisition of a souvenir <laughs> i'm not gonna talk myself into buying the yearbook
1: yeah yeah I
0: got or buying you. the foam finger
1: i do think foam finger i do remember the one time we ever went to a major league game First time and only time we ever went as a full family when we were in Houston and we went to see the Astros play the Phillies. And my l- youngest sister, who was probably only like nine, eight or nine at the time, all she wanted was the foam finger. <laughs> she had that thing for years. You know, it had the Astrodome on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And listen, most people who I know who have bought
0: or gotten a foam finger have kept or gotten a fo- foam finger for for a long time.
1: Burke had that same foam finger, and then he lost it at the USC circus game. I don't know if he left it behind He did. He did. It was in my trunk. Yeah, 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 I tried to give it back to him, and he said, no, he was done with it. Yeah, because it was like 15 years old at that point. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so I'm of the
1: firm opinion. It's like they start falling apart, those foam fingers. Yeah, because you know?
0: right, that, that was the old school kind, you know?
1: Yeah, now they got these fancy ones, you know, these... Things that are ridiculously over the top. Yeah, they
0: look like whole cans.
1: Yeah, it's that. That's those aren't cool in my opinion. No.
0: So, so we cover that.
1: Um, now they just give away the foam fingers that look like that. When there's like a giveaway, they'll give away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the cheap foam. Like
0: that's funny. Like the number one. Um. Yep. So then we started to cover uh bar- ballpark eat ballpark eats. Because um, when it comes to sustainable food, he's a very picky eater. But when it comes to junk food, he's insatiable.
1: Okay. So I could have... Invo- like you will eat Brussels sprouts, but if Brussels sprouts was a accepted form of baseball food, he would eat it.
0: <laughs> More so... He won't even eat, uh, what's a good, won't be a good, like, he won't eat a cheesesteak.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. Won't eat a cheesesteak, but he'll want to sample every variety of frozen dessert, whether that's Dippin' Dots or an ice cream cone or a sundae or, like... He'll he'll
1: the ice cream of the future he, dipping. He'll
0: want ice cream, and he'll want something else, and he'll want something else. And um, I didn't want one to get in a situation where I got a kid with a stomach ache. And two, I didn't yep. want to say no. You know, I didn't want it to say no. So I want to kind of lay the expectations out ahead of time. So we went over acceptable ballpark fare. Give me your
1: and obviously hot dog has to be okay. At the top okay. All list.
0: right, so so go ahead. Give me your acceptable ballpark fare. If you're in my position, and now now you know what I know about about my running mate here. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? And and, and listen. Some of this is reality. These are the rules that I have come to live by. I'm not just making them up to 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 squash the kids' culinary dreams. I'm
1: Oh, uh, so now I gotta think about like how you're gonna cheap your way out of this.
0: But also from my perspective and my reality. So knowing what you yeah. know about me, especially after the pretzel story and my yeah. and my love for for all rules written and unwritten. Um what would you, how, I mean, how would you tackle? What would you tell him? Essentially what you're doing is telling him what he can order and he can't order.
1: I mean, you'd probably tell me peanuts and popcorn, I guess. Huh? Okay. All right. Maybe Cracker Jacks. All right. Yeah. You know, I know you're not allowed him to get the ice cream and a baseball helmet. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the
0: here's here's how you start this conversation, and you 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 lay out the basic tenor of of the discussion by saying the unwritten rule of ballpark food starts with the basic premise that you can have dinner at the ballpark, or you can have dessert at the ballpark.
1: Oh, okay. So you give him
0: the option. You can't have both. So, because, and his eyes light up and he said, I'll have dessert. (laughs) (laughs) I said, No, bud, it doesn't work that way. If we have time to eat before the game, before we go into the game, at the game, you can have dessert.
1: It's like if you're all able to go grab a pizza or something before. But if you don't,
0: have time to eat at the game and you have to have your dinner at the stadium well then you don't get dessert well he was yeah. super disappointed because the kid lives oh, man. for dessert that's tough. that's tough there is a caveat to the rule there are three things that are acceptable as a loophole for the no dessert rule What's that? You hit on you hit on most of them, peanuts, yep, cracker jacks,
1: cracker jacks. I mean, it's a it's in a song,
0: and a pretzel,
1: pretzel. Okay, the only reason I didn't say pretzels because your whole story yeah, is about correct. pretzels after the game, right,
0: right. Um, and I tried to pass that off onto him, but he wasn't buying it. So, so you
1: get an old stale popsicle <laughs> after we leave the stadium.
0: <laughs> so that's what we that's what we agree on is you can come, you can have dinner, but you can't have dessert. So that means you go, you don't get the ice cream or the cotton candy. And he tried to talk himself into cotton candy. I wasn't having any of it. But because the kid loves rules, I'm 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 playing to my audience here. Yeah, and I'm not just making them up. Capriciously, these are things that I also believe to be true. If I go to a game and I eat dinner there, well, then I forfeited my ability to get dessert. Because to me, that's a little decadent.
1: <laughs>
0: you don't go to a stadium.
1: It- I'm usually like, if I get food at a game, it's usually it's a one-trip thing. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You get food once. You got to make your decision. Yeah.
0: So we get there and luckily I know when it comes to real food, he'll only eat two things. He'll only eat hot dogs and, and, uh, and chicken fingers. So I said, you can get hot dogs. You can get a hot dog or you can get chicken fingers. So yeah, I'll take a hot dog. Can I get two hot dogs? And I said, two hot dogs. But in my mind, (laughs) I'm thinking they're foot long hot dogs. Yeah, but we get to the stand and they sell regular hot dogs. We get regular, hot
1: and they're dinky Those hot yeah, dogs they were so at that baseball small.
0: game. And he didn't even want yeah. fries. I, I I don't know if he loves fries. I've been out with him before and we've gotten fries, and and I've, I've I've recalled that he doesn't necessarily eat all the fries. Um, but he got some. He wanted uh, he wanted a drink. He wanted soda, but I think that's. I feel like you can't give kids soda. I think that's against the rules. So we got lemonade, which is probably just as bad as soda.
1: Yeah, I mean it's full of sugar. But
0: uh, it's got lemonade
1: <laughs> in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so But you figure your uh brother probably your brother and sister in law wouldn't want him
0: having a soda. Yeah. I've seen him drink lemonade in their presence, so I know that's safe. Um yeah. so we get that and I buy myself a bag of peanuts. Because that's – I love Peanuts. And nothing says – Peanuts
1: are, at a baseball game, Peanuts kind of – I don't know. Peanuts and baseball, they kind of go hand in hand so well together. Because baseball – Peanuts is kind of like a slow-moving activity. Yep. Baseball is kind of like a slow-moving totally. activity. You know, kind of – it's something you can just sit and pick at while you watch the game pass by, you know? Totally. Um, but I also
0: subscribe to your theory – that you just, you make one trip to the concession stand Yeah, and we go, <laughs> we're at the concession stand and I go, Hey, um, he goes, I don't like peanuts. And I'm like, you don't, well, you don't have to eat them. I go, how about Cracker Jacks? He's like, I've never had Cracker Jacks before. I'm like, you've never had Cracker Jacks. And he's like, I can't get ice cream. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you can't get ice cream. He's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'll like Cracker Jacks. So I grab a bag of Cracker Jacks and I throw them in the, you know, in the bin thing in my carrier and say, we're we're getting crackers. You're eating Cracker Jacks, kid. And they're, you know, they're sugar-coated, caramel-coated popcorn. What's not to like? Although they do have peanuts in them. Uh, So that turned them off a little bit, but I convinced him that because he doesn't like peanuts. He doesn't like peanuts. But I convinced him because it comes with a prize. Yeah.
1: That yeah, is yeah.
0: definitely the best thing to get. Uh here's a hint. If you are selling Cracker Jacks based on the allure of the Cracker Jack prize these days, don't bother. Because the price s- sucks.
1: Yeah, I remember when I was a kid. They they were cool. They were like tattoos. Yeah. I used to love that. And then I remember later on get I was like what the fuck are these prizes?
0: This particular prize, you had to download an app.
1: Yeah, now they got you doing all kinds of bullshit, you know. Go to frito because I think they own Cracker Jack now.
0: I think you're right. So yeah, it's
1: freaking terrible.
0: So he didn't like the prize and he was grossed out by the peanuts when he got to the bottom. But for the most part, he enjoyed the Cracker Jacks. But about halfway through the Cracker Jacks, he said, when can I get my pretzel? And I said, "Whoa! Well, what do you mean, bud?" Whoa! 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 <laughs> I said, what, "What? What? What do you mean?" He's like, "Oh, my pretzel! Uh, you said I can get a pretzel." And <laughs> I, I said, "You got you got Cracker Jacks," and he said, "I only ate half of them. I won't. I won't, mm-hmm, I won't mm-hmm. eat any more." I said, "Well, it's not really a ba- It's not a matter of how many Cracker Jacks you ate. It's you." You you chose the cracker jacks. That's your you know that's your thing. And uh, he was very upset. I, I saw him get v- visibly shaken, which one made me feel a little bad. But then two, I realized he was getting visibly shaken over a pretzel. So I was like, toughen up, kid.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the song says, "Buy me some pizza of <laughs> cracker jacks, not a pretzel."
0: So. I said, just to keep eating your Cracker Jacks. A couple innings later, he says, are you sure we can't get a pretzel? Come to find out the kid loves pretzels. You didn't know I this. I didn't know this. Just that night. I didn't know it. But like... Yeah. Like, hopefully 20 years from now, he tells this story with a sparkle in his eye and that pretzel is his Jody Skolnick
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> because he really wanted the pretzel really bad so in between innings i um i go i have to go to the bathroom i said we have you have to come with me and we have to grab the bobbleheads cuz i'm not going to leave the bobbleheads there
1: oh no you can't people snatch that shit in new york minute right yep
0: i said or you can sit here and uh and watch the bobbleheads which i figured was a safe play in retrospect i don't know i don't know if that was you know a smart parenting move smart uh
1: yeah but no it's fine the world's not nearly as scary no one's coming in no one's buying a ticket to go scoop up kids at Yankee Stadium. Yes,
0: and he's in the first row, and, like, there's tons of people around. So uh, we're in pretty good shape. I
1: a ticket. I'm going to go <laughs> kidnap a kid from Yankee Stadium. And he's 10. You know? Yes. He's a big 10-year-old. Yeah, he's not a moron. He's a big enough kid. And Let's think about how many times he's probably on camera throughout there. You know, like, no one's coming there to steal a kid at Yankee Stadium.
0: Right. So I go to the bathroom. But then I decide that while I'm out there, I am going to <laughs> – I'm going to get them a pretzel.
1: You're to buy the kid a
0: pretzel, you know? So yeah, yeah, I go yeah. to the stand and I say, you know, one pretzel. And they're like, sorry, we're out. I'm like, what? Oh. I go to the next stand. Can I get a pretzel? Sorry, we're out. Now I'm on a mission to get the kid a pretzel. And I go and I, and I walk a couple different ways and a couple different stands to try to get him a pretzel and they're all out. And I come back up and he's like, what were you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I saw you walk by two times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he was wondering when the hell you were going
0: to get That's back. Really, that I go, hey, I told you not to get out of the seat. He's like, I could see you from here. Because we were right by the stairs to go down. Yep, Because the, the third level and the fourth level uh, Access the same concourse And to go down to the 300s You go down the steps And obviously to go up to the 400s You go up the steps And um, he's like So I was leaning from my seat Just around the corner so I could see you And I, lo- I watched you go by twice <laughs> And I did Because I <laughs> was going back and forth Looking for the pretzel stand And I said well listen I'll be honest, I was trying to find your pretzel and he got all happy and he was, he forgave me for, for being God for so long. So then we got to the most important rule of uh, written rule or unwritten rule of attending a baseball game is that you do not leave the base. You have to get to a baseball game early on time you have to see the national anthem and yep. you don't leave a baseball game early unless wait you don't leave the baseball game early <laughs> especially that's right especially if it is a close game a perfect game or a no hitter yeah However, you can leave a game early when it's a blowout, when it's a weekday, and when it's cold. So we have two of those three things in there. It's a Monday and it's, a, and it's cold. It's really cold out. So my my goal was to leave by like, I don't know, the fifth inning, sixth inning. But he wanted to stay the whole game. So right around the fifth, The game is going slow too. It was by the. It was an hour and a half in the third inning.
1: Who are they playing? The
0: Twins. They suck.
1: Oh, Yankees games notoriously take a long time too. It seems. Yes.
0: Because they're very patient. They take a lot of pitches. That's their strategy. Is to grind the starting pitcher out of the game. So okay. Um. It's like. An hour and a half, and we're only in the third inning. The game is, like, dragging. And the his parents told me, listen, I don't know what your plans are, but if you're going to leave early, you have to tell him ahead of time. He's yeah. He's got to know that that is a possibility. You can't just spring it on him and say, we're leaving. And – even though I told him that one of the rules was you can leave early under certain circumstances, when I told him to start getting thinking about leaving, you would think that I told him that I shot Aaron Judge because <laughs> his face just got like what dropped. Was this? I, like even by like the fifth or sixth inning, I wasn't even saying we're leaving. I'm like, listen, Bo, we we got to get out of here early and he just wasn't having anything of it. And he's he's trying to debate with me into into staying, but not throwing a tantrum, just giving me all the reasons trying to
1: use his logic.
0: Correct. All the reasons why yeah. we should stay. And yeah. um so we come up with a plan. There were two things that I wanted to make sure he saw. One was the Yankee uh, grounds crew comes out. When they drag the field, they do YMCA. Yep. yep. And he really wanted to stay for the um, the seventh-inning stretch, which are both fair.
1: Yeah, you got to stay for the seventh-inning stretch. And at Yankee
0: Stadium, they sing um, God Bless America by Kate
1: Smith. Yeah, don't they normally have like a – firefighter a police officer or whatever sometimes
0: they don't they don't do it as regular anymore they play this old um this recording from uh Smith. you know that old recording
1: the same one that came out to the flyers games in the 70s uh maybe yeah like she was famous she was like their good luck charm or whatever Uh, and she was like an old broad with like glasses and stuff
0: is that who yeah. it was? Oh, I thought she was like famous, not just. uh...
1: Well, I mean, she might have been famous, but as far as I know, she was like, I mean, because if she was doing a Flyers game too. So she died in
0: 1986. Um, she was significant of professional. Yes, the Flyers. Correct. You're absolutely right. Yeah,
1: but and like when they had like the great '70s games and. Y- on Classic Sports, they would yes. show sure. her coming out. They're going nuts. And you can pull up the YouTube videos and freaking the fans are going crazy at the old spectrum as she's singing it. You know, she comes and belts it out. Yes. You know. Yep. It says right here. Yeah. It's on her Wikipedia
0: page. The uh, um, <laughs> She came out in the opening game of 1973. Yeah. She made a surprise appearance. And then um, in 1975, before the Stanley Cup Game 7 Finals. Yeah.
1: Well, here you Google – Kate Smith and Flyers. The third thing that shows up, Kate Smith. It's a video. The third thing shows up, Kate Smith. God bless America. Nineteen seventy-four. Flyers Stanley Cup.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's her. They play that, that yeah. rendition, and um, you know, so I wanted him to experience. He wanted to you hear the really that old. So. He wanted to hear the uh, seventh inning stretch, and I wanted him to hear that. So that was cool. But so we made yeah. a deal. At the time. The Yankees were up three in the sixth inning, I believe. And I said, and he said, listen, if after the seventh inning the Yankees are only up three, we're staying the whole game. I said, fair enough. For some reason, I went to, if they're up five after the seventh inning, we go. Because that's kind of like the magic number, right? Five with... Yeah, you can
1: come back three... Five is more than a
0: grand slap. Five with three to play. That was my rationale. Yeah. But obviously, you can spot the flaw in my logic here. Yep. We left four unaccounted for. So if the number lands on four, what do we do? he he picked up on that and said and if it's four we'll discuss it (laughs) (laughs) nice so in the bottom of the sixth the Yankees have men on base and they look like they're gonna they're gonna blow it wide open and they don't and the top of the seventh the twins put men on base and look like they're gonna close the gap but luckily they don't and in the bottom of the seventh, the Yankees blow it wide open, and we ended up getting out of there. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: but the one thing he didn't see was the uh, – what's the guy's name? Gleefer Torres? Gilfer Torres? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gilfer Torres. He had made his major league debut the night before, and he went 0 for 4. So my brother, using statistics to his favor, told Cole – that he was probably going to get to see Torres' first hit. Well, unfortunately, he went like 0-3 in the first seven innings. And on the way out, he was due up in like the eighth inning. And Cole's like, well, the only thing I didn't get to see... Because we went to batting practice. We got there early for batting practice. We went to the museum. We went to uh, Monument Park. We took a bunch of pictures. Like, we did yeah. a bunch of shit. And he's like, well, the only thing I didn't get is to see Torres' first hit. And I'm like, oh, shit. I feel like a jerk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're driving. Torres get a hit? We're driving in the
0: car, and he's settling in to kind of go to sleep. And Torres gets his hit. And he was so excited that Torres got the hit that he didn't realize that that he, you know, wasn't there for it. And I was like, yeah. oh, hey, man. I'm sorry we missed Torres' hit. He said, oh, that's okay. But I can at least say I was at the game that Torres got his first hit, right? (laughs) I said, loopholes abound, my friend. Loopholes abound. That's why you get Cracker Jacks and a pretzel.
1: (laughs) I should have hunted down uh, Corey Provis, man. (laughs) He's the radio voice of the Twins. Did You ever meet Provis? No. He was one of, he was one of the Fat Pat Adam Shine contemporaries. I, fi- I figured,
0: yeah, I figured. Yeah, he
1: was actually. Last time I actually saw him was at the Final Four. You know. Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, the night we won the championship, he was there. But now he's the uh, he's the radio voice of the of the friggin' Twins.
0: It's crazy.
1: That whole yeah. that whole era
0: had some quality. Has some quality uh, broadcasters. Those guys all, I think we just talked about this the other day, but those guys yeah. are all doing well. But uh, So yeah. that was it, man. That was um, a successful outing. We ended up getting home close to midnight. He was exhausted. I was exhausted the next day. Um,
1: yeah, it sounds awesome.
0: But we had a good time, and I got, uh, most importantly.
1: Got the bobblehead. Got
0: head. the bobblehead.
1: And you got somebody who you can call twenty years later to talk about
0: it with. <laughs> well, then on, with. well then, on well then on that note, a quick, <laughs> quick forty five minutes later,
1: yeah, we're coming up on one fifty eight fifty four.
0: <laughs> with apologies to Kirk's brother, we will see you guys next week.
1: Yeah, buenas noches, Fredo. Play ball. <laughs> Thank you.